This week's Art Dirt is sponsored by the Modern Art Museum of Fort Worth and their presentation of a 20-year survey of the work of artist Robin O'Neill. Organized by the Modern's associate curator, Allison Hurst, the exhibition Robin O'Neill, We the Masses, explores the artist's fruitful career from 2000 to the present and includes major multi-panel drawings, signature works of graphite on paper, collages, and the animated film titled We the Masses. The in-depth presentation is the first to examine O'Neill's formal and conceptual developments over the past two decades. This show is on view in Fort Worth through February 9th, 2020. Also on view at the museum is Focus Martin Gutierrez, presenting photographs from the artist's Indigenous Woman series. Gutierrez's photographs explore gender, race, class, and sexuality, as well as conventional ideas of beauty and identity as a social construct. This show through January 12th, 2020. For more information, visit themodern.org. Hello and welcome to Art Dirt, a podcast where we at Glass Tire talk about topical art topics. I'm Brandon Zeck. I'm Christina Reese. And today we're going to do, we actually have a title this week, which is maybe a little a little more than normal, but it's a pretty <laughs> cohesive title, uh, How to Give the Gift of Art. So this kind of stems from, I know, Christina, you have given the gift of art. We're, we're of course, talking about buying art for people, which is something that I just kind of have to say this at the start, I think can be a horrible idea sometimes. Oh gosh, yes. <laughs> but uh, that said, we, we completely acknowledge the, the fallacy and everything we're about to talk about. But Christina, you have bought art for people as gifts, sure. and so have I. Sure, sure, sure. This kind of all goes back to this idea that you know people often give gifts that they would like to receive, uh, which we all have some blind spots when it comes to that sort of thing, and I've probably in the far past, I've probably done exactly that, seen some things out and about and liked them so much and wished that I had them and then bought them and gave them to somebody else. I don't do that anymore. I think I'm old enough and wise enough now to have gotten through the worst of that. But uh, yeah, certainly I do buy art for people uh, as Christmas presents, et cetera, and birthday presents. Do you? I do. I feel like I, I may do it a little less now, mm -hmm. and I'll do it a lot more pointedly. Oh yeah, it's much more intentional and you gotta you gotta know the person you're getting the gift for. You've gotta know them actually pretty well, I think, in order to justify spending the money. You know, art can be really surprisingly affordable and you and I are exposed to so much of it that it starts to seem like a really viable option when we're out and about and we see stuff that costs you know 50 bucks 75 bucks 125 dollars you're going to spend that much money anyway on your mom or your dad or your brother your sister your spouse your kids so why not give art mm -hmm. oh, this is also kind of a, a pointed you know everyone's going to be getting gifts probably this holiday which is one of the reasons we're kind of doing this around this time but around the holiday Artists also do things like do markets oh, and absolutely. places have, I, I know Diverse Works sells some of their small scale like luck of the draw artworks and places have, <laughs> this is this is never a, a word we look for because we, we 
believe that artists should be paid for their work, but people have deals around this time of year. Yeah, or yeah. They, or you feel like you're getting a deal as the customer. I mean, artists are people too, and they're trying to rake in some money for the holiday season for the same reason the rest of us are. And if they want to uh, open up their studios uh, directly to the public or figure out ways to come together to sell their work together in a market that is, uh, it's good for all of us. So take advantage of it and throw some money at some artists if you can. Um, I wanted to ask you, you're on social media more than I am. I think you spend a little bit more time on it, maybe not, but I know that you see art on Facebook and Instagram and we both collect art, we both buy art for ourselves and it, we have to do it on a budget. We'll, we'll do a podcast about that at another time, like how to collect art on a budget, but when you see, do you, how much do you use social media to find art that you buy? Mostly, I, I have to say mostly I probably get things from artists that I know. Mm -hmm. um, that's the other, you know, we, we did a podcast recently about how to do a studio visit and that's one of the complications of doing a studio visit is going into someone's studio and figuring out if if they're not represented by a gallery, if they are willing to sell straight to you, or if they, that that's a whole thing to navigate into itself. Absolutely. So I feel like once I get to know some of these artists better, I feel kind of more suited to be able to broach those interactions. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, but I mean, that said, I do, I, I was looking at Instagram this morning, it's mostly Instagram now and not Facebook. Right. Um, but I was looking at Instagram this morning and a uh, former Texas-based artist was selling some things this morning, uh, kind of almost as like a Cyber Monday type You sure? Deal. Yeah, 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 yeah. That said, I mean, I, I I feel like it's kind of a balance, you know? I'm always a fan, uh, I, I don't want this to turn into an artist advice podcast, but I mean, I'm always a fan when artists have small scale affordable things through their website yeah. and on their web shops and, and just show that they, make things that can kind of have all price points. You know, I know Trenton Doyle Hancock even has some like uh, smaller scale edition type dolls, action figures, big kind of baby doll looking things mm -hmm. that have been produced recently that, you know, are doable for people. Yeah, so in other words, I mean, if you have a favorite artist and you think that they may be way, way out of your price range, you may be surprised. Go to their website or go to their gallery's website and see what may be available. Also. Please keep in mind, and I say this as a former art dealer, go to the galleries and just ask them. Ask them what they've got. Editions tend to not be obviously nearly as expensive as one-offs, and a lot of artists do editions. They can be edition sculptures, they can be edition lithographs, whatever. But galleries have them. They often have them in stock, on hand, in inventory. They'll bring some things out. And if you just go into your favorite gallery or your favorite couple of galleries, especially ones that show regional artists and just tell them how much money you have to spend. Well, and the nice part about going to a gallery also is that because you're buying art for someone else, you'll be able to see a wide range of things. I know every time I go into Flatbed Press in Austin, which is a printmaking studio, they have their prints that you can kind of leaf through. And every time I, I go, I see a print that I know someone in my life would appreciate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the prints are, are such a good idea because Exactly that. I mean, you can find an image or content or subject matter or style that probably matches the person you have in mind. Um, you just have to look through enough stuff. But gosh, you know, it's a lot more fun than going to a mall right now <laughs> anyway. I mean, being in a gallery is is just, I mean, I enjoy it anyway, but I, I don't want to go to Houston's Galleria this time of year. I don't want to go to Houston's Galleria ever, 
frankly, but I would much rather walk into, you know, Moody Gallery or Texas Gallery or, or Devin Borden's Gallery or, you know, and see what they've got. Uh, I love supporting local galleries, uh, obviously, but I really love knowing that that money is also going to go into the artist's pocket, especially this time of year. The, the flip side of buying from a gallery, of course, if an artist is not represented by a gallery, um, you can buy directly from them. And some uh, some of the successes uh, I've had with giving gifts is is commissioning artists to mm. do things that I know someone in my life would like. That is like that's like the second level of collecting and even buying as gifts. And you do move in that level. I actually almost never commission anything, but you do. And you know what? Artists are open, often very open to the idea. And the thing is, I feel like commissioning sounds so, it sounds so kind of grandiose and formalized. What, what I do is I ask the people who I am friends with if they would be interested in making this thing, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you want to go that route, the, the first kind of, uh, besides kind of navigating a relationship with someone, and you know, I feel like the people that I've asked to do this, even if I didn't know who they were and they didn't really know who I was, if we had kind of talked a little bit, they would have been open because it's all its all about seeing how people work, mm -hmm. right? And seeing if kind of your idea could fall into their wheelhouse. Because whenever I ask someone if they would be willing to do something, I want to make sure that it's something that wouldn't be completely that outside would do. there. Yeah, it's, it's not outside, you know, I'm, I'm not going to go to Christina and ask you to make a video art piece for my dad. Thank you. <laughs> You know, I'll try. Um. <laughs> it's going to be pretty, pretty janky. Um, I think, uh, I think that's right. Yeah, match the commission to the artist for sure, for sure. I think one of the things about giving art, though, and you know, even if you've asked for a commission because you think that you have something in mind that's going to match the person you want to give it to, you still may have to. And this is a Christmas morning thing, or this is when people are opening gifts in front of anything. Sometimes you have to explain why you've given the gift that you've given. That's oh, yeah. kind of true anyway, right? But instead of giving somebody a $75 thing that they're going to put, you know, into a cabinet and never see again, you're giving them a $75 thing that they may put, you know, they may hang on the wall of their bathroom and look at every single day. Tell them why you're giving it to them and, and have a, I don't know, have a good, warm, friendly explanation for why you think that they might like this thing and make it about them. I mean, this is just psychology 101, but I mean, you're thinking of them, you bought the piece for them. Why did you get that thing for them? I mean, this is the kind of flip, complicated, uncomfortable side of, you know, giving someone a, a basket of soaps is a little non-committal on both parts, which is, which is nice in a way. You know, I don't know if you use the soaps. You could have used them. You could have given them away. I'll never see them again. I might know if you didn't hang up the thing that I got you. Uh -huh. so, it's, so, I mean, really giving someone the gift of art is putting a little bit on them. Too, it's a little, it's a little pressure. -y. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe don't buy something gigantic. Make it small. And think about this too. There are a lot of editions uh, that are just small objects that just sit on a flat surface. And there are also uh, this year, as this trend keeps ramping up, is a lot of artists who did not make ceramics before are making ceramics now. And if you peruse. Uh, Instagram, you're going to see a lot of ceramics that are for sale that are affordable that's maybe your favorite artist is starting to make. And or functional. That's the other side of this. Artists sometimes make functional things 
like a, a nice ceramic mug that is this artist's style, but is also a functional ceramic mug. So, you know, having the multiple kind of levels of engagement, if you're giving the gift of art, can work also. Well, yeah, and we're also getting into the bleeding lines between art and craft, and certainly artists uh, make art, and some of them make crafts as well. And museum shops are a very good way to go and find things that they may be doing that's ver that are very saleable in that in that regard, um, jewelry and small editions of things. Um, I know that the last couple of years I've actually gone to the Houston Center for Contemporary Craft to buy Christmas presents for people. Those are artist pieces, and I love doing it. I mean, it's as much fun for me to just to go shop there as it is to probably give the gifts away. But what about museum shops? What do you think about that? I think museum shops, there's an aesthetic to museum shops that can suit the right kind of person. And a di each different shop is a different aesthetic. Absolutely. Um, so it's kind of all about, it, it's again, it's very much the same as buying art for people. Mm -hmm. It's finding the right shop for the right aesthetic. Like mm -hmm. the hip young shop at, I don't know, I'm, I'm just going to throw out that it might not match or track, but like the hip shop at the cam might not be the best place to buy something for your grandmother. Right, right. But it would be great to find something for your sister. But or the your Crow brother. Museum would be very good for your grandmother or your mom. I know that we have already done a top five about the top museum stores. That was something that was near and dear to Rainey's heart, and so we did it a couple of years ago. But well, I, we all love museum stores, we though. Do. Also, like you've <laughs> you've told me multiple times that the day or two before Christmas, you're just running around to museum stores. I do. I do. I'm so embroiled in my own um, job that I find it hard to escape it sometimes, and that's just kind of where my head is. And so I tend to take that even into the holiday season and into people's living rooms during Christmas, but um, I try not to be too, uh, I don't want to be a bully about giving art away uh, as a Christmas gift. I just certainly don't want my friends or family members to be like, oh my God, here we go with the art again. I don't know how to escape uh, that other than, again, just being as gentle as possible and explaining why you've bought what you bought. Listen to what people say about what they like, too. There was, I do have one example in my uh, history where my brother, I had a gallery called Road Agent, and there was a piece that we had at the space that my brother, Brian, really, really responded to. It's by one of my favorite artists. His name is M. He goes by M, uh, Fort Worth-based artist. And it was not a cheap piece. It was an expensive drawing. And I told my dad, and my dad bought it for him for Christmas. This was years ago, obviously. But it's so nice to still have that piece in the family. It's a really, really cool piece. Um, it's a motocrosser uh, in midair being attacked by a bunch of little dragons. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's so great. I think there are ways to zero in again on what people really love. Maybe just going around with them to different museum shows or different gallery shows can give you an idea of what they go for. Often when I'm in a museum or a gallery and I'm looking around at art, it's very easy for me to look at a piece and immediately think of a particular person. Oh yeah, totally. And I, I actually have a question for you to go back to uh, buying and giving artwork to people. And I'll ask it to you right after this word from our sponsor. If you're looking to give the gift of art this holiday season, why not go see a show at the Modern Art Museum of Fort Worth, this week's podcast sponsor. The exhibition Robin O'Neill, We the Masses, curated by Allison Hurst, is a 20-year survey of works by the artist and includes major multi-panel drawings, works of graphite on paper, collages, and the animated film We the Masses. 
This show is the first to examine O'Neill's formal and conceptual developments over the past two decades, and it's on view through the holidays, through February 9th, 2020. Also currently on view at the museum is Focus Martin Gutierrez, presenting photographs from the artist's Indigenous Woman series. Gutierrez's photographs and videos explore gender, race, class, and sexuality, as well as conventional ideas of beauty and identity as a social construct. This show also through the holidays through January 12, 2020. For more information on both shows and for everything else The Modern has to offer, visit themodern.org. That's T-H-E-M-O-D-E-R-N dot org. Okay, kind of going back to uh, the, the idea of actually buying objects or artworks for people, though, because of the obligation that we already talked about, I mean, I feel like there's basic ground rules that make sense that we kind of need to cover, like, if it's a work on paper, frame it. <laughs> you know, just just basic things. Like, it's, it's maybe easier to buy a ceramic or to buy a tiny little sculpture because then you can just put it on a table and be done with it or, you know, put it in a drawer and be done with it if the person, does, if the recipient doesn't like it. But if you're giving, like, a work on paper, works on paper are cheaper, they're more affordable, but then also you can't, or you probably don't want to just pin up a work on paper to the wall, right? Oh my gosh, you know, it's funny that you bring this up because we, I have given uh, works on paper to family members that were not framed, and you know what? They're still not up on a wall a couple of years later because they still haven't been framed. That's a very, very good point. That's giving an obligation yes, to someone. Yes, it is. Unless so you're don't giving do them, that. yeah. Don't do that. Unless you're giving them a print and then also like a gift card to buy framing or something. But even, right. even then, I <laughs> yeah, mean, yeah. that's still giving an obligation. Yeah, no, I say go ahead and frame the thing uh, before you you give it to them. Don't don't have it come with like conservation problems or this needs to be put into a plexiglass box or this <laughs> needs to be, yeah this this is not something or this has to stay out of UV light. <laughs> yeah, let's not do that to our our poor friends and relatives who are already kind of uh, sagging under the weight of our own jobs. I feel like that's the that's the kind of over-explanation barrier that prevents a lot of people <laughs> from giving art also because I mean as you know if you're giving art to someone you probably found it and you like the artist and you thought of a person and then you you almost want to dictate you, you know you want to say well don't put it in the sunlight but I mean it's their artwork what are you gonna do at that point you know if you're giving it to someone that doesn't have that knowledge also again it's kind of giving an obligation <laughs> along with the you know just keeping in mind that this is another aspect of the art uh, the art of giving art so I think we can also kind of turn uh, our attention with the idea of museum gift shops and with giving the gift of art that can apply to museum gift memberships also, oh, like, nice. I know, I know a number of people that I think would like to go to the Museum of Fine Arts Houston, for example, but either don't want to buy tickets for the shows or never kind of think of it as a thing to do. But I feel like giving a giving a gift membership. I know if, if I didn't have like a membership already, that is something that I would love mm -hmm. because a lot of these memberships come along with tickets to all the shows. You know, reduced price parking. It, it makes. A museum all that much more accessible. Oh yeah, no, I think that's a terrific idea. I hadn't even thought of that, but I am now. Uh, now I'm thinking about who I could do that for. I, I agree, and I know people who I think would go to certain museums in Dallas-Fort Worth more often if they didn't think that they were gonna have to pay for it every time. 
You could also, I guess on that note, you could in some ways think about giving the gift of your own time. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, the the way uh, the way that the world is starting to work now, we a lot of us don't need things or, right. or need fewer things because there's a lot more accessible ways to buy things. Things are becoming cheaper. I, I know one of the things that I like to do with my family, because that's the other thing. A lot of times you look at your family and you're like, what do you, what do you really need from mm -hmm. me, right? Mm -hmm. You look at your parents and you're like, I, I don't know if you need an object from me. Right. Where are you gonna put it? Right. We don't, we're not gonna do this. Give the gift of your time. Go to a museum show together mm -hmm. that you think the person you're giving the gift to might enjoy, and you know, pay for it and make it accessible. And yeah. Because I, I know, I know that's something that, for example, my parents—they're not the most educated about art. They, they, but they love learning about it and they love spending time with me. Mm -hmm. So the ability to do that is a really special thing, and that's also one of those things that if you don't make time for it, it might just not happen. Yeah, yeah, and you can do that also for your nieces and your nephews and your cousins and. Start them young. Um, yeah, start them young. I think kids uh, really, really benefit from going to, for, to museums, and there have been a lot of studies that have shown that. You know, one of the things that, that also proliferates around Christmas time and is maybe more of a blur of the line between art and craft, but is artist-made Christmas themed things that people can just pack up with their own Christmas decorations. Oh, sure. I know that happens. That happens all the time, and I have quite a few of those things because, again, they're they're designed to be made and sold kind of as objects, and it kind of has this winking nudge of knowingness around it. But do it, you really put them away, or do you leave I do them out? Put you them do away. put them away. I have some artist-made ornaments. I, I can have, see you leaving them out all year. Yes, <laughs> but you know, the, the the person you're giving it to will probably see it as a Christmas sort of thing, yeah. and that's I mean that's. That's a valuable thing, and that's also one of the things that you know makes sense because you you only have to put it out for a month. So even if you don't like it, it'll probably go into your Christmas rotation, sure, sure. and then it just becomes like a part of the holiday. And even if it's bad, Christmas things are are great if they're good. If they're bad, they're just Christmas. Yeah, and I and artists certainly understand that and employ their own sense of humor when making these kinds of things, which makes it even more fun. Keep in mind that some of these things that we're talking about are really modest. They're really, they're not, there's nothing particularly grand or slick about this. I mean, there are really some very cute, sweet, strange objects that are available that are super, super affordable. Uh, art is not always this finished, concluded, perfect item that costs a fortune. That's really all we're trying to communicate here is like, stay out of the Galleria. <laughs> <laughs> One of the ways that artists moonlight is they teach classes, they teach art classes, they teach drawing classes or painting classes or they give lectures or what have you. If you know of artists who are teaching classes in drawing or painting and you know somebody who would enjoy that, that's another thing that you could do is buy some lessons for them, buy some painting or drawing lessons or something similar. Or if you if you even want to privately commission that sort of thing, you might be able to do that. Um, my mom takes painting classes from a watercolorist who uh, lives in Northern California, and she does it reasonably regularly. And of course, uh, there's a lot of like nonprofits and institutions around 
texts that do those kinds of things also if you don't have access to or don't have any artists, individual artists that you want to ask. I mean, the other, the other way to take this is like there are co-op ceramic places or you know, if, if there are different types of kind of art studio type environments there where you are coached. There are that do this, yeah. absolutely. This is one of the things that they specialize in is ongoing classes and adult education classes and uh, some of it is about making art or bookmaking or there's all different kinds of, there's obviously ceramics classes. Um, there's, uh, there's a ton of places, like there's the Austin Book Arts Center, there's the Printing Museum. Those are just two. There's, I know, quite a few in Dallas mm -hmm. also. Mm -hmm. Workshops are, are, are everywhere. Uh, just keep your eye out and look at Glass Tire for listings for that kind of thing as well. Also, if you dabble in art yourself, even if you're just a hobbyist, there's always the possibility of making something and giving it to your loved one. Uh, those things don't tend to get thrown away at the same uh, rate as store-bought things <laughs> get thrown away. You know, I, I do have to say, last year uh, for Christmas, I took time and I made everyone like a really small, like four by six or five by seven painting. And I like framed it in like, you know, wood just around the edge of the canvas. And they looked okay. Uh -huh. You know, they were fine. Sure. And I think everyone kind of appreciated them and they were, you know, it's it's a different kind of thing. Yeah, Maybe don't do it every year yeah. or for every occasion. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've I've done it. I've given away. I've made paintings and given them to people that I like, and I am not an artist. Yeah, and have a backup plan just in case it goes really <laughs> bad. But I mean, that's always it's nice. It's well, really nice, and I know I value all the things. Like I've received a, a couple of things like that from my friends who are not artists in the slightest. People who are not involved in the art world. Mm -hmm. People who wouldn't care less or know anything or and those are some of the great things that I really love and treasure. There used to be an online it's gone now I don't know what it is but it was a it was a this great um, card greeting card uh, program online you could build a greeting card out of these cartoon characters and pick your music in your background and create your own narrative and my brothers and I used to do it for each other for Christmas and birthdays. And they were so funny. We thought that, of course, we think we're all very funny. But and I'm so sorry that that uh, website is down. But it was one of my favorite things. And it was absolutely just this kind of original, sort of semi-original artwork that we were giving each other. Mm -hmm. And we were able to tap into each other's sense of humor that way. And I still remember some of them. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I, I don't think that's a bad way to go. I think it's a very... Um, earnest and sincere uh, gesture that is appreciated by by the right people. So on that note, I mean, I feel like we touched on a lot of different things, a lot of things that we actually didn't even expect to touch on in this podcast, but just kind of came up as we were talking. But on that note, there are a ton of holiday markets coming up with artisans and crafting people and some artists mm -hmm. and you know uh, there's a wide range of markets with a wide range of people all across Texas mm -hmm. many many of them in Houston yeah Houston kind of has a proliferation of these kinds of things mm -hmm. uh, but we are keeping a news post updated with all of the upcoming markets on it we will link that in the post of this podcast mm -hmm. on glass tire and check that out because and check that out and come back to it because there are a ton. Yeah, seriously. that's a really good shortcut to getting this process started. All right, and with that, uh, happy December, everybody. And um, I hope you're staying warm and safe and that you're getting your gift getting done. 
do it early. Do it early if you can. Oh my gosh, don't do it like I do it. Uh, and uh, with that, go see some art. Go see some art. <laughs>